ברוכים הבאים בשם השם ולחנוכם ועץ השם ולכם תודה רבה ליום זה שיר. זה שיר נשמס רב שלום, הרב חוס רב שלום ברב שואה. ואנד הבוכה, רביל, רבי מלך, רב שלום, רבי מלך לחיים, תהי מלוכים, ימין יועץ. Counting from Chedish Nisan, this is the 11th month. Shvat has within it the Yem Aboyer of Yud Shvat and Yud Allah Shvat. The Stalkus of the Fidik Rebbe, Shabbos Kedish Yud Shvat, like it is this year, and Yud Allah Shvat, a year later, Tavshin Yud Allah, where the Rebbe accepts upon himself the mantle. Chaz is the first Maimer and officially takes on to lead Chzid Chabad. Chedi Shvat mentioned, we've spoken about many times. To make reference to our archives that we spoke about in Chedish Shvat and Chedish Shvat. Vayera, not to be confused with Vayera, the easiest way to remember the difference, Vayera Vav Aleph has seven makis. Seven of the ten plagues that were inflicted upon the Egyptians are mentioned in Pasha's Vo'eda. And we see that from the Vov and the Aleph. The other three Pashas, the other three Makis, as we've spoken many times, is the Pasha's Bay. As you know, the Gematri of Bay is three. Expression is the Ebrish departs from the hand. The Ebrish doesn't part with both hands. The Yidden in Mitzrayim, slaves, degraded as low as they can get, and yet they knew they were Yidden. Even if it took reminder of the Egyptians to remind them they were Jews, but they knew they were Jews. 
And we spoke last week about the names they kept, etc., the garments. Last week's Pasha, we spoke that Mesha was told by the Ebishter, go talk to Pari and set him straight, he has to let the Jews go. Mesha does so. Mesha performs the miracles that HaKadosh Baruch tells him to perform in front of Pari. And according to the way we understand in the Teda, Pari refuses. Not only does he refuse, as you might say in English, he tightens the screws. It got worse. So at the end of Pasha Shmeis, we see Meisha crying out to the Abishta, Dhamma What did make it worse for them for? In response to that, I got a brother who starts out with Pasha. Bo'era el Avraham. I appeared for Avraham, for Yitzchak, and for Yaakov, Mikhail Shakai. And still in all, Shmi Hashem, Lehine Daiti Lehem. My name, the name of Hashem, they, not, they did not know. Therefore, tell with the Israel, Ani Hashem. Continues where it says, "Just going to take them out till they get to the level of Yidaitim Ki and Hashem. They'll know I am Hashem." Now we learn, of course, we all know that the Rebbe was very adamant. Thirty days before a holiday, we learn about the holiday, and therefore the year in Tavshin Memchas, where the Rebbe insisted that we make preparations from Asar B'Tevis to Yudshvat for the day of Yudshvat. The preparations the Rebbe said should coincide with Asel Harav. Everyone should have their own shepherd, their own rabbi, their own rov, their own mentor, their mashpia. And in three ten-day intervals, they should go and be tested by their rav. They should undertake a certain subject, and every ten days, go to their Rav, make sure he finds time to test them on what they prepared for preparation for Yitzvat. You see the Maimah Basilegani, with any Asius Chafalov Memalov, with this concept, Shmi Hashem Lenidak Lehem, 
is very, very pronounced. But the bottom line is, name of God, name of the Yudke Vavke, is never pronounced. It's pronounced Alav Dalad Yud Adnai. So the question, of course, becomes Shmi Avaya. Akarishbarachu's name Yudke Vavke. What is it? Who is it? But here, Kadesh Baruch was telling Mesha that he appeared to our forefathers, and here the Yidden are going to know Vidaitim Kine Hashem. Simple explanation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is calming down Mesha. Chillax. Don't worry. Don't have any doubt. Chas v'shalom. Perhaps, perhaps, in the back of your mind, that I'm not going to redeem the Eden. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu lets him know that now has ta- come the time but to me to fulfill the promise to your for, to the forefathers. Although we still don't really understand what's the whole introduction. Cheda guarantee to the forefathers of Shmir Fayalinadaitulahem doesn't sit well. I didn't let them know my name, the name of Ayat. The concept of the redemption, because the told, told Mesha by the Sna that the Eden would be redeemed and that he should go redeem them. At the time, Mesha says to the Abishta, I know it's last week's Pasha, but Mesha says to the Abishta, Shtach, Yodi Tishtach. In his humbleness, Mesha says, send the real Mashiach. Send the Mashiach that's going to take the Eden out of Golis once and for all. But yet, he goes. And he goes with Saperi and his family, children. When Arakayin stops them, we spoke about this as well, we talked about a Pashat Yisrael. <coughs> Arakayin stops them and says, Sapir, you got to go home. We have enough down there. He was the older brother. I guess she was impelled to listen, compelled to listen. But Sapir says, what if I don't see you again? And at that point in time, 
Meisha actually gave a get to Tzpera. In case he doesn't come out, she shouldn't remain a guna. Did Meisha not believe when Hakadosh Baruch was saying Chasshol? Chasshol didn't say as such, but Meisha said, Tzpera said actually. What happens if Pare says, I'll make a trade? The Jews can go and you stay with me in the, in the prison. Because you wronged me. I raised you and you killed the Egyptian and etc., etc. You're a wanted man here anyway. Said, Sipara, what happens if, I could, if Pare makes that deal with you? Would you not take it to free the Jews? Are you not ready to sacrifice everything for them? Meisha obviously said yes. So although the Avtocha, the guarantee, the promise that Meisha was going to take the Jews, that the Jews would leave Egypt, Meisha was now on the fence about himself. Did he deserve to leave? To which Baruch gives him this guarantee. These words, Shmi Hashem Hashem, as we said before, a response to Moshe's question. Why do the Jews need to suffer so badly in Egypt? And HaKadosh Baruch in his response doesn't suffice with saying, don't worry my child, they're going to leave Gullus, don't worry, my child. The Geula is imminent. This is not sufficient, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes it to the next level. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu explains, actually, the reason for the horrible Tzaros of Gullus. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells the Meshe, Va'era, I showed myself to the forefathers. I revealed myself to the forefathers. And they merited the revelation of the actual Shekhinah. But this was Bekel Shakai. The name is Bekel Shakai. Which is revelation a condensed form. Shakai is we keep his score home, it's Gimana Khagiga um Yidbeza Malaf twelve side one. Shaamarti the El Maidai. I've said to my world enough. So the Light of a god of godliness is condensed. To this revelation, the forefathers merited. Very redempt, condensed, and mitzumtzumin. Closing it, closing it, tighten it. Shmiya violated I told him the name Havaya that I didn't tell him. 
they did not merit the boundless view of the name of Havaya. However, now the Jews are standing, pivoting, ready to get this full revelation. The full and great enhanced revelation of Shem Avaya. Vidaitem you will know Kiani Avaya. And therefore, they unfortunately need to be subjected to this horrible goals. In order to be cleansed and to merit this extraordinary revelation, a revelation that even the forefathers did not merit. This comes with this unfortunate preparation of the bitter exile, the bitter gallows. The exile of Mitzrayim was the stage before Matan Tera, receiving of the Tera on Har Sinai. As the Kaddish Baruch Hu tells Moshe, "Beitiachasam Mitzrayim tavdun esalikim alharazeh." When you take out the Jews, you extract the Jews from Egypt, they should serve God on this mountain. This, therefore, is the Tachlis of Golos. In order to facilitate, it's hard to find words today, to facilitate this great revelation on Hasinai. So it was worth going through the suffering of Gaulus. Only in order to merit the revelation of Akash Baruch Hu Bechoy Devatsme, we him The uniqueness of Shem Avaya in that it circumvents the middle of the true essence of HaKadosh Baruch and this true essence does not change ever and therefore things that are preparing and that are becoming vessels for such a revelation also need to be perpetual and do not change it says the Pesach says the says about himself in Malachi I am God I do not change in the personal effort of a person in his own leaving of his own Egypt, his own Mitzrayim, his own Protestant Mitzrayim. The, restric- the restrictions 
and the restraints of the body and the Sahara. one needs to literally pound through the Midrash to things that are established that will never change what's the true test that a person needs to stand by if his spiritual stature has a quiz higher than the concept of change then he is guaranteed that in his proof, living proof that he will achieve this true Avedis Hashem. Yeah. Only when one achieves that, whoops. Therefore we know that we left the land of Egypt. Whose fault is this? Um, sorry question begs to ask in a very logical human mind frame you're telling me The preparation to revelation, the Matatera, was by the suffering of exile. Pray tell who had a greater, a stronger, a higher revelation than Mesha. Mesha Rabbeinu. stood face to face 40 days and 40 nights the Mila receiving the Torah Makarj Baruch himself I ask you then where did he go and go this where was he in exile? What kind of exile was Moshe Rabbi doing? Shevet Levi didn't work in Mitzrayim. So not only Shevet, not only Moshe, his whole tribe, his whole Shevet, Shevet of Levi, was not exiled. They were not in servitude in Egypt. Thank you. So as you're explaining to me that the reason for the exile is to be prepared 
for Matan Tera, for the revelation of Behar Sinai. So the suffering that the Jews were subjected to brought about gave them the power, the greatness to merit the revelation of God, of a name of God that the forefathers did not know, where did Shevet Levi come in the picture? When did Shevet Levi have this preparation? When did Shevet Levi get prepared for the revelation of the name of God. We can say different things. First of all, I forget who they tell the story about. Never a person that ended up being married three times. It was before the war, and the shidduch was presented for a very special, this very special boy. And the family couldn't travel that far, so they sent out the messenger. To go see, it was a fitting match. The messenger traveled to the said, space, said place. And met the family. I guess superficially met the girl as well. I said, yeah, it's a good match. No. They broke a plate long distance. There was no uh, FaceTime or video calls. Weiss, he, he authored the Minchas Yitzchak. So the family traveled there for the wedding. And when they got there, the wife, the mother decided, this is not for my son. Sorry. I'm going to break this off. The son said, Mama, be practical. We're here. Shkaka Pratis brought us here. This girl is preparing for her wedding. She, she is innocent. They accepted the Shidduch, they heard I was a good boy, whatever it was. Mama, listen. 
Chas v'shalom, things don't work out. Tater has solutions for that. Get divorced. Whatever it is. Ba'ye. The mother had no choice to listen to the son. They got married. And they had a son, Badish. Unfortunately, during the war, the wife, the wife was killed. And Badish and the father survived. After the war, he married a second wife. She never died, and then he married a third wife. Neither the second nor the third wife bore him any children. And to which he said and explained that physically, medically, medicinally, medically, I am not capable of having children. However, and therefore the other two wives had no children. However, because I was Mesa Nefesh, not to hurt this girl's feelings, not to upset this girl, and I married her nonetheless, whether or not she was of my stature, whether or not she was at my level, whether or not she was pretty, whatever it might have been, I married her. In this chus, I merited to have a child, miraculously. Hence, my son, Bedesh, Elibesh, I'm a second. Take out the meatballs from the fridge, put them on a small fire. Pasuk tells us, and therefore, sorry, <laughs> I told the story for a point, for a reason. The sensitivity of a fellow Jew, sensitivity of a Jew for a fellow Jew. fact that one thinks about a fellow Jew and worries and concerns themselves with their well-being is a very, very high madriga, very high level. To sacrifice oneself for a fellow Jew is even a higher level. Here, David Levy was not working. They were not slaves. Shavit Levy was the Shavit of the Atam Tilum and Lechus Kahanim Gekodesh. They were the Kahanim, the Levim. They were the ones that brought the sacrifices, the ones that helped the Jews, that reached out for the Jews. Arnakay was famed for Eir Shalom, Reidim Shalom, Eir Sabrias, Makarvan Latera. He loved peace, he chased peace, pursued peace, and brought Jews closer to Tera. 
on a daily basis. When that lady took his talus and twill in the morning, in his free neighborhood, where no Egyptians were screaming at him, he practically was not under the Egyptian rule. Knowing that his fellow Jew was being subjected to punish, to beatings, to humiliations, It wasn't just there for the faith of God go I. It wasn't just okay, I got away with this. I hope it lasts another week or two. God don't get in trouble. The pain that a lady, a Korean went through knowing or even seeing their brethren going through what they were going through it's hard to say the word but it was on the same um, on par with the suffering that you were going through we see that the Eden became very complacent to the tortures we see that Meisha tells the Ebishter, Hain b'nei Yisrael eshamoylai. They're not listening to me. They don't want to go. Eich yishmeini pari. What happens if pari says, okay, they can go? I'll tell the Jews you can leave, they'll say no. And yet else fasayim, my lips will be sealed. I'll be mute. How do I explain to Pari they don't want to go? Thank you for letting them go, but they don't want to go. What does it mean? They were getting beaten, tortured. The work that they were doing was being made to naught, was destroyed. Because that's even worse than the labor itself. By having to do, a, do something, to make their own bricks, their own buildings. And after building the building, what should be destroyed? Not as if they built a palace when the Egyptians uh, moved in. That were here enough. The Egyptians destroyed it. To add insult to injury. But still in all, it was a job. They had some sort of roof over their heads. They were citizens in a country. It was an interesting attitude. A defeatist attitude, but an attitude nonetheless. And therefore, although they were punished, they were being hurt, and it was hurting so bad.
Well, they were hurting so bad. They were oblivious. They had forgotten what real life was. What freedom was all about. Look at us today. We're in Gauls. In a bitter exile. Everyone has their own private exile. Everyone has their own private pain. But more than that, more than anything else, on top of all that, if we really look into it and think into it, this is not where we belong. But hey, driving a nice car, I have a decent house, I, uh, whatever, I get where I want to go, I do what I got to do. So, why push the buttons? Why break? Don't break what's not fixed. Don't fix what's not broken. We're sitting the same way. I was never subjected to anti-Semitism. I was never beaten up. Nobody ever swore at me in the street, hey Jew, Jew boy. Nobody painted swastikas on my storefront. Somebody else had it. That's they say. <laughs> they burned down a shul over there. They say it's anti-Semitic. Swat sticker on the front lawn. They say it was an anti-Semitic act. Come on. 2021, democracy. It's real anti-Semitism. Can it be real even? And we're blind. We are so blind. So deaf. So dumb. And we accept all this. What took the Eden out of Mitzrayim? That Avas Yisrael of Shevet Levi. The pain that Shevet Levi went through observing what the Eden were going through. so much so that this brought Shevet Levi to a level that they were able to achieve Yudaitim Kini Hashem as well and come to Matantera and Hasinai and have the revelation of a godliness. They made the heart of Parai hard. Rashi says, Targuma Yakir, is Yakir. What does it mean to us? 
hardening a heart means stubborn. When one is stubborn and they're not affected by anything. Even when a seichel shows him, he has to act totally the opposite. He stands staunch. And the way he feels in his heart even, turning to one side, and therefore stubbornly refuses to change any of his behavior. This is the concept of the Klippas Pari. Pari is the same AC, same letters as Heref. Amkshi Eref, a tough neck, a rough neck person. Therefore, as she adds, Yakir Vilayis Yakir. Because Stubbornness can be in two ways. A behavior in a way of akshanas, being stubborn. And secondly, a person is just plain an action. Not only acts stubbornly, he is an action. And therefore, everything he does is always with Akshanas. This is what Rashi explains, Yaakov Because by Parai, it was not only the behavior of Akshus, of Yaakir. He didn't have to conquer himself or overcome himself in order to be stubborn against God. He was covered. He was one shtick action. Talk about Akshana's story comes to mind. We were in Yeshiva, Smedish. There was an argument between two Bakram, from Sechta Beya that we call, Beyz Yud Sadek Hei. If it's Msechta Beya, Msechta Beitza. One fellow was saying, it's Beya, like it's Aramaic, and therefore it's Beya. And the other one said, no, the way it's read, Beiz Yud Tzadik is Beitza. And both these people, Kanai Nahara, had a very strong, rough neck. They were very, both very big Akshanim. It escalated to quite a high decimal. This one's screaming, Beya! This one's screaming, Beta! And it was getting violent. It was getting borderline violent. We all were having a good laugh. And I decided to throw something into the ring, stir up the pot. So I told the Beta guy, Tell me, I said. His name is Yitzchak as well. Tell me, Yitzchak. When you 
have a headache. Do you take a Bayer or a Bayer? Those days were Bayer aspirins. And he was shocked, and he says, he looks at me and says, Bayer. And then his eyes bulged out, and steam started coming out of his ears and nose. He jumped up, he took the chair that he was sitting on, and chased me out of the basement, screaming, That's different! But it was Akshanas. We call it Beya, by the way. So in order to eliminate this Akshanas, this hard-heartedness of Parai, we needed to use a, hard, a, a hard-heartedness from the opposite end, from the Kedusha. We know that in order to nullify a bad Midah, or anything of the sort, we need to take from the Kedusha side and match it. What's covered by Kedusha? Kabbalah says, Malchus Shemayim. Now, Veda says, in a way that he's not Miyasid is Aveda to Hashem, according to his Seichel and according to his feelings, according to his emotions. He serves God because of Kabbalah's El Malchus Even if it's against his nature, against his Seichel, against his Midas. This is the Akshus and Kvedis of Kedusha. But within Kabbalah Sale, there's also two levels. One that has no Cheshik and Ratzin to serve Hashem, but still in all forces himself to complete and to do the want of God and changes his own nature. And then there's a Kabbalah Sale higher than everything. That his Avedis Hashem, the fact that he serves God is not because his understanding, his grasp in the greatness of God, or the level, the attribute of love and fear to God. He just gives himself over totally, completely to God. No measurement, no boundaries, above any kind of understanding of Seichel. This is what actually explains COVID. Yaakov Yisakir. Even when you translate and you explain the concept of Kvedus in Kedusha, which is in Yana is Aveda Kabbalah it needs to be yakir, deared, and not endeared. In order to be mevatl, this action is of Parai, who was an action be'etzem, it wasn't enough the service of God, Kabbalah's El, in the pale, and the pe'ula of Kabbalah's El, is a yakir. And Siakir, but rather it needs to be Avedis Hashem because of Kabbalah's El Atzmus, Yakir. Not through 
ساخر And therefore, as we said, Chassidus explains Shmiyavaya is a likus higher than any Yerida and I'm shocking to the world. And revelation to the Eden, as we said before, by Matan But the others who were before Matan did not merit to this revelation. And therefore, since Tera is Nitzchis and perpetual, we can ask, thousands of years gone by from when Shmiyavaya by Matan Teda, how is it possible Shmiyavaya the Nidaitlam? Isn't the Nitzchi in Zman? Isn't the Nitzchi today as well? Perhaps we can explain. It says, Vahaya Hashem Lida Lekim. Chassidus explains the explanation here of the Pasuk is Lassidavi. The Gili from a place to the highest of places until Shemavayash be Choshev only like Elikim. And that time will be the revelation, the highest revelation of godliness and the main revelation of his greatness of his name. The time of Shiach will be revealed within us the highest level of revelation higher than even the Matan <coughs> And this will be the main revelation of Shmei Godel. And even today, the end of Shmei Avaya, the Nidaitlehem, is because Shmei Avaya, as it will be revealed, will also love The is still not, that is still not revealed either. Therefore, be a Chilish Bechol, the end of Matan and then be his gala, ikesh me'agodl, and may be merit to this light, and to this is this very Shabbos, as we begin the Chedish Shvat, we see again the Kalos, the Shvat, Kalos of Melech HaMashiach, Shabbos to all.